Hey, I'm Garrett. And I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gaze. On today's episode, we are talking about tall poppy syndrome. You mean poppy? Hey, poppy. (laughs) It's actually an interesting social phenomenon, which is characterized by, I guess, the tendency to criticize or discredit people who have accomplished a lot, who may be standing out too much. So let's get into why it happens, why it's a problem, how it affects you, and ways to combat it. So Garrett, what is tall poppy syndrome? So this phenomenon that is really particularly specifically affecting Australia, New Zealand, UK, I've never heard of it before until Mm -hmm. I moved to Australia. Well, I think you actually had experienced it while you were interviewing. Yeah, so... When we moved here, I needed to get a job and I was going on a lot of interviews and just doing my normal interview kind of presentation where I would talk about what I have accomplished, the different types of challenges I've faced and how I kicked ass and made it happen. And you were selling yourself. Living in California, living in Los Angeles, you are in a really competitive environment and everyone presents themselves in the best possible light. And you really do need to showcase what you can do, how you can do it, and why you are the best choice for the job. But that approach didn't help me at all. Not at all. People were just like, wow, this guy is just a cocky asshole. It's full of himself. Full of himself, just putting up this show, not authentic, maybe just bullshitting. And that's not really what my intention was. And that's not really how I normally present myself to any of my friends and family and the people in my life. I guess my training was a bit different. And then in Australia, I immediately realized I had to reposition myself and learn a new way of communicating. And I think that that was directly related to tall poppy syndrome. Absolutely. Um, if you can imagine, I guess, like a whole field of these beautiful poppy flowers growing some of them grow a little bit taller than the others, right? So there's like hundreds of thousands of them in this field. And then you have several that kind of are popping up a little bit taller than the rest Mm -hmm. and standing out. And this term is commonly used here in Australia, but it doesn't really happen in other places. And I really wanted to learn why. I think living in the US and living in Australia, it's primarily a cultural difference. In the US, you grow up, we spoke about hustle culture on our first episodes, Gaberhoods. We spoke about how everyone in that city is hustling and trying to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. In Australia, everyone just wants to be a good Samaritan. And I think as soon as somebody either stands out or is a threat to somebody else's job, fame, or social status, mm-hmm. people try and cut them down. Well, I looked it up. I found that it is a syndrome and it manifests as a societal attitude that seeks to cut down or diminish those who have achieved notable success. It often involves criticizing or belittling accomplished individuals, focusing on their flaws, mistakes, or perceived arrogance, rather than acknowledging their achievements. The underlying motivation behind tall poppy syndrome can stem from factors such as envy, resentment, or a desire to level societal hierarchies. Mm. So they're jealous, <laughs> basically. Right? Girl, bye. Well, no, I think it's actually more complex than that because my experience in moving here was people more often have each other's backs more than 
what my experience would be in America. But do they really have you back? Most people think more about the other. You have universal health care. You have government programs that support all different types of communities. These type of programs that exist here in Australia, I think are directly related to how we, like you said, treat one another and have this kind of camaraderie or have this idea that we are better together as one. I do think that there is a general awareness that this is something that's important. Coming from the idea that Australians generally care more about one another. Now in the US, it's really about capitalism and you can achieve anything from nothing. You can come from absolutely the ground up and put in the work, put in the time and hustle and you can achieve incredible things. And that's what like this American dream is, but no one's going to help you get there really. <laughs> like you're kind of right. on your own and you have to kind of fight for your way to the top. And then you get there and then people are like, yes, you made it success. That's amazing. And you're an icon. And you're an icon. And I look up to you and like you came from nothing and you built this incredible thing. And you're a story. Even if that person maybe is a little bit more privileged or has a little bit more opportunity that another person may, may not have, mm -hmm. they still get celebrated. And here, tall poppy syndrome is like the exact opposite where you really aren't supposed to show your achievement or your success too loud that other people may feel intimidated or may feel that that's inappropriate. And that's when they start to cut you down. Yeah. And I actually wonder about that because I always felt that energy in Australia, particularly in Melbourne where I was born and raised. But I found in dance culture, it had that hybrid similarity to LA where you had to hustle and you had to work really hard to book jobs and have a successful career. You basically are a trained dancer. You were dancing since you were a child. Mm -hmm. Your opportunities only came because you had to put in the work. Like yeah. You had to have this high level of technique. You had to jump with so much height. You had to have so much stretch. You had to have so much point. You had to have so much perfection. Any dancer, any like kind of creative person in acting or singing, Mm -hmm. It's so technical yes. on how particularly perfect you have to be or how unique you need to hit certain things. You have to reach so much height in your skill, but then also stay humble. And it's a very hard thing to navigate because there's this tall poppy syndrome thing where it's like, oh, I can't be, I want to be the best dancer. Well, specifically in dancing, in commercial dancing, you need to be a poppy because you are complimenting the artist you cannot stand out too much because then you're overshadowing the, the artist right right and particularly for me i always felt like i needed to go harder or i always felt like i needed to dance harder to stand out from the crowd and be seen and it got me noticed because then during auditions choreographers would come up to me and say hey can you pull it back a little bit you look great but just tim it down a little bit but what about when you were in school? How did it feel like in those times? All of us were poppies because we were in a troop. Like you have 30 people and you need to move as one unit. You can't stand out. Right. Like there is no room for stardom in a troop or in a group setting. You right. have to be one. So is that how dance schools are built? Like you kind of are in a team? Absolutely. And that's how, they, how you learn. Yeah, there is you... no room for personalization. There is no room for individuality. There is no room for stardom there's no room for shining so you're learning technique you're learning skills and you're learning how to kind of blend sit it in the ensemble yeah so then are were there opportunities to like become the lead 
in the show that you're putting together? Or is there any kind of standout solos? Yeah, you would have some moments where you could have a little center stage moment or like a little spotlight piece or opening number. Absolutely. Did everyone get one or did only like some of the dancers get one? No, girl, just me. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my point. In those type of social settings, especially in dance or in some kind of creative field where you're learning technique and you're learning how to kind of move as one because some of those like ensemble and background dancers, they create this vibe in this scene, but they can't be too loud to like overshadow the artist or overshadow the leads in the show. In the back of a lot of these creatives' minds is like, yeah, I do want to stand out. I do want to be the lead. I do want to shine the brightest and I want to have those really great opportunities. You must have been balancing. Mm. Okay, how do I kind of hone myself back to be professional and Absolutely. to be sit, sitting in where I need to sit to make the show the vision that the creative director has, right? Absolutely. But also have something that's unique and like pushing so that they notice you for sure. and want to feature you. Because this is my moment. I've worked my entire life for it. I actually still remember to this day, I was on a professional job and I got told that I was sweating too much in my costumes and that they needed to dry clean them constantly. Yeah. Because I was working hard. I was putting on the show. I was selling the show. I was doing my job and I got told, you're sweating too much. So like reel it back a bit. Yeah. Get some Botox under my arms. Are you going to pay for a girl? <laughs> like that's, that's just one moment of tall poppy syndrome without being so obvious. My lesson to date throughout my entire dance career would be to continue growing your poppy. Never let it stop growing. Because you will find people who will support you and will help nurture you and grow your poppy even more. And you need to surround yourself with people that encourage you and help motivate you and help you become the tallest, shining, bloody, bright poppy that you can be. Yeah. The tallest poppy wins. And there will come some negative impact with that, which we'll talk about. What would you say your lesson was moving to Australia and... Going through job interviews. I had to actually just simplify myself and not talk about myself so confidently. And I had to be a little bit quieter. And that's how I got my first job. Mm -hmm. And then throughout that experience, and I, I learned how to communicate and I learned how to just have a quiet confidence rather than a loud confidence. And once I learned how to communicate that, that's what ended up helping me. I had to learn different ways to be confident and I had to learn different ways to communicate rather than talking about myself, but maybe talking about other people and talking about the team I worked with, talking about how I could collaborate with someone from their perspective rather than just talking it from my point of view. So do you think tall poppy syndrome has had a negative impact on the way you present yourself? Not anymore. I think it did. And I think that it definitely shifted the way that I communicated. But now I think that I'm ready to be loud again. I'm ready to actually own my space and own my voice. And I do think that you can't be just the quiet one in the corner, especially when we started the show to increase conversations around LGBT experiences and sharing our personal experience and talk about things that we think are important and that we would like other people to have more considerations around. 
you can't be the quiet one in the corner and the shortest poppy in the field. You have to be tall, a bit tall. And I think it's okay. And I think what I learned is that it's not about being the tallest poppy and just like owning it. It's about being this tallest poppy, owning it and giving space and room to support all of the others around you. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really great techniques and ways to achieve that. With tall poppy syndrome, we obviously know that there is going to come some level of jealousy when you're looking at someone who's achieving greatness, that has lots of money, that has great cars, that has great opportunity, that maybe has had some more privilege and some opportunities that you didn't have. And how that affects you is actually pretty significant and how that kind of teardown or trolling or commentary also negatively affects the person on the other end of it too. But specifically on what makes us cut other people down? Like, do you cut other people down? Do you ever have any experiences of where you're like, mm, they don't deserve that? I don't think that I would have ever said that nobody deserves something, but I would have been like, I wonder why they got that or how did they get that? It was probably jealousy, especially in performing arts. It's such a dog-eat-dog world, you know? It's so competitive and it's, it's highly intense and you put everything on the line to be successful. It purely comes out of just, I think, judgment and wanting, wanting that for yourself. Sometimes it doesn't maybe come from such a bad place because people want success and people want to be the best that they can be as well. And maybe they don't know how to get there. So the only way that they know how to cope with it yeah. is... To, to enact on tall poppy syndrome, right? To be fearful, to be jealous, to be judgmental, to have a lot of strong feelings about somebody or someone's achievements. Yeah, so maybe tall poppy syndrome is a coping mechanism for you to better process why something is happening for someone or potentially highlighting something that you want yeah. without you knowing how to get it or how to work towards it or not getting it fast enough. Yeah, so maybe it's a good idea when in the moment where you feel like you are judging somebody or you're having jealous thoughts towards someone or putting negative emotions towards somebody's success, Mm -hmm. maybe before you speak, it's a good idea to actually be like, well, why am I feeling this? Why am I saying it? And what can I do to maybe put that energy into myself to flourish? People generally cut other people down in group environments or in a catch-up environment. So if you're with somebody else and you find them gossiping about somebody or talking badly about someone in a negative way. It's signs of jealousy. It's signs of envy. It's signs of massive judgment. Yeah. So maybe friends can call people out or hold people accountable and be like, hey, you know, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how can I help you do well and achieve your goals? Right. And I think it's a good opportunity for you to be like, okay, why am I being jealous? What do I want? Do I want that same thing? Mm. Or maybe I should go talk to them and get some tips and lessons and learn how they did it. Absolutely. They're mentors, right? These people that are doing well and that they're tall puppies, they are success. Hopefully humble and really patient and loving successes and not cocky and egotistical, but we should use them and leverage those people to do better ourselves. So how do we stop tall poppy syndrome then? Focus on you. Mm. Just focus on you. I think that is the best advice that you can get for any part of your life. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. I just think if you focus on yourself, you work towards your goals. You work towards what you want. You are more aware of who you are, 
what you can achieve. If you don't have the skills, you can level up. You can actually just focus on what you're doing and do it the best way possible. If you're building your own brand or if you're building your own business or if you're just trying to become a social media influencer, it doesn't matter what other people are doing at all. Mm. And when you're focusing on other people, you're paying too much attention to the way they do things and you're emulating the way they do things and you're copying what they're doing. And then when they're achieving what they achieve and they have this kind of level of greatness and you don't have it, you're like, I've been doing everything. I've been doing it the way you've been doing it. Why do you deserve that and I don't have it yet? Oh, it's because you had X, Y, Z. Absolutely. But if you just focus on you, you just hone in your voice. You hone in who you are. You hone in how you do things. There Absolutely. is no other you. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now called The Everyday Hero Manifesto. He mentions in that book that to be successful, you need to block out the hate, block out the trolls and focus on yourself because- no matter what you do, you're going to constantly get backlash. You're going to constantly get hate or people aren't going to believe in you. Someone's going to judge you. Absolutely. Someone's going to say like, oh, like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And it could come from love. It could come from a good place. Yes. It could be like, oh, you're being too much or you're going to bring shame on our family or you're going to put yourself in a position where you're not going to like the feedback. It's too risky. Too risky. It could potentially have a good intention, but it have a negative impact on you. Yeah, but people could also be just maybe projecting their own failures or their own unsuccessful goals or ambitions that they had onto you. Whereas you shouldn't need to absorb that energy or that negativity on your beliefs or on your dream or vision. Right. You want to have some kind of general awareness, right? Take a, take a beat and look around, like just know what's around you. Right. And then focus on what your offer is and how you're going to do it the and what best you way bring. possible and what you bring. And like I mentioned, there's only one you. So it doesn't matter if there's 20 other people doing 20 of the same things, but if you are doing something, it's because you have a passion, you have an opportunity, you have a unique point of view. That's where I think most people find success and really get to that level of being a tall poppy mm. is that they didn't pay too much attention to the noise around them and they really focused on internally what they could achieve. Focus on you and be the best view that you can be. That's one way. I think that another way is to actually hold space for others. So when you are really focusing on you and you're really confidently presenting and showcasing your talents, your products, your business, what you're working on and confidently putting that out into the world, yes, you're going to get some bad feedback. Yes, you're going to get some constructive criticism that you should listen to and decide on what you're going to do with that. But at the same time, you do need to actually hold space for other people that are working hard or other people that are trying to do something great or trying to work towards something as well. And I think that when you are only focused on you and you're only focused on your own world and your own business and your own kind of brand that you're building or whatever you're working towards, you can actually start forgetting that there's a whole community and network around you that also need your support and your love and your attention. Mm. Another one would be to journal or have an outlet of expression because you're going to come up against those roadblocks. You're going to come up against negativity, words that will tear you down, whether it's going to therapy or having a supportive group of friends or a network that they can express verbally their feelings towards. That's a big one because building your network putting people around you that support you, that love you, that have similar goals that you have. Mm -hmm. Well, they say that you become the five people you surround yourself with, right? So are those five people that you're constantly surrounding yourself with the person you want to be? Right. 
you know? So I think it's important to, yeah, have an outlet for expression of your feelings, whether it's by journaling or meditating or words of affirmation, whatever it might be. I think it's important to verbalize how you're feeling. And I think also to call out tall poppy syndrome, like when you see it happening and you see your friend saying something or your family member saying something or yourself, right? Hold the mirror up and actually take a moment to be truthful with the people around you saying like, oh, hey, why are you saying that? You know, is it because um, you genuinely think that about that person or is it something that you maybe want to talk about Mm. that you want to explore? Let's open that up. Let's dig deeper. I think people also live in that space because they are in a constant state of lack of in their own life. They feel like they're missing out. They feel like that they don't have enough of something. So then that's when they project their own fear or their own insecurities onto the other person. Like you mentioned with journaling, you can really sit and write down the things that you want in your life and you can write down the things that you don't want in your life. And I think that if you do that as a practice, you are obviously more aware of what it is that you truly at your core desire and need to feel happy and to feel full. We want to make sure that we are loved and supported as human beings and what we're doing. And we all want to reach certain levels of success in whatever we're doing. But you really do have to focus on you. You have to focus on what you want and how you can achieve it and be authentic and push forward to really celebrate yourself as you achieve those things. Be a role model for others. If you don't put in the work and you're not essentially watering your own poppy, you're never going to grow. Right. Right. Imagine you have an entire field of flowers or poppies or trees. You plant the seed to grow. Now, if one plant is growing higher than the other, why would you cut it down? I don't understand why people would cut you down. Well, I do. I think maybe sometimes it comes out of survival. So if you're thinking of it as like a actual field, right, Mm. of competing plants that are trying to survive. They want to reach as close to the sun as possible so that they get as much UV rays as they can so that they can just absorb all of that energy and that they can have all the nutrients and live the life they were destined to live, right? So then do you think Australians, people from the UK, from New Zealand, are secret hustlers? They like secretly hustle to become the best and reach the top and they cut people down at the same time. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like Americans are like, yes, I did X, Y, Z. I'm on this. I'm booking this. I'm working on this. And they showcase it. Okay. The tall poppy syndrome, I think, is a cover. It's a cover Mm. because everybody is working towards something. It's a veil that I think exists because everybody wants to achieve this thing, right? In America, everyone's very showy. It's in your face. It's like, I'm working hard. I'm hustling. Here's my money. Here's my cash. Here's my cars. Here's my house on the bird streets. You had MTV Cribs. You have Architectural Digest magazine taking you through all of your celebrities' homes. Like, it's all about this opulence. We own everything vibes. Opulence. <laughs> like, you own everything. (laughs) It's on full display. (laughs) Right. Right. Here's my Grammys. Here's my money. Here's my diamonds. It's just in your face. And 
it is shockingly horrible to show the disconnect of life that exists within America because you have all these people that have this insane amount of wealth, but then you have all these people who have this insane level of poverty. But somehow you're still living in this capitalistic society where people are achieving and dreaming for the dream of like what it can be, what I can achieve. But here everyone's very humble and quiet. Mm. Don't show too much. Be just even with the crowd. Don't. But secretly, everyone is hustling. Everyone's right. working hard. Everyone's paying their bills. Everyone is like achieving what they're achieving in the dark. And they're trying to like not be too loud about it, but poppy, they're still doing but it. But tall poppy syndrome makes you do it in the dark. Yeah, of That's course. the problem. We should all be one. We should all be supportive of one another. We should all have about the same thing. Okay, we should have the same opportunities. We should have the same privilege. We should have the same amount of money. We should all be able to go to the market and be able to afford the food that we put on the table. But when things start to get out of balance and people get like too big, they're sucking up the resources. They're sucking up the water. They're sucking up the sun. And they're blocking it from other people. Do you think tall poppy syndrome exists in Australia to keep everyone on the same socioeconomic status. Potentially, because you have the governmental support and you have health support and you have socioeconomic support from federal programs that help people stay afloat when they're going through challenging times or they're going through health scares. You don't have to worry that you're going to get a $700,000 medical bill from the hospital. You feel a little bit more balanced and it takes a cost for that to happen. You don't want people to become too greedy or hold on to too many of the resources because they can't spread out then. They can't help the people who are less fortunate. And in that case, it keeps everything a little bit more symbiotic, maybe. I think with tall poppy syndrome, you have this desire to cut people down. I think it doesn't have to be called top puppy syndrome. It could just be called jealousy or judgment for others, right? Like it's just not cool. It's not good. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy and it can really negatively impact you without you even realizing it. And I think that with tall poppy syndrome, this idea of everyone just staying on this even playing field and at the very same height, it's just not possible. People work harder than others. People have some privilege. People have more money than others. People have all these different types of experiences in their life. People are always going to be doing great things and people are always going to be succeeding. So don't focus your energy on them. Focus on you. Focus your energy on yourself and be the best you that you can be. That's how you're going to get far. Feel like you are laser focused on what you're doing and you're not worried about what other people are doing, you are going to be more authentic. You're going to achieve greater things and you're going to have the opportunities that you may have missed because you're too busy looking at others. You're actually going to attract great things into your life and everything that you are wanting Mm. is going to align for you and fall into your lap so much easier. And you're going to be like, oh, I wonder why this is happening to me. Yeah. Because you deserve it and you've worked for it and you've put your energy to it. Yeah. And then when that happens, you're going to surround yourself with people who support you, who love you, and that kind of want the similar things that you want in your life so that you feel that when that kind of negative impact comes to you, are you getting some judgment from people that you didn't expect? You need to have a network of people that you rely on that know the real you, that know the work that you've put in, that want similar things and that give you 100% authentic support support. If you want to be successful, be successful. Work towards it. Reach for the sun. Be the tallest fucking poppy you can possibly be. And maybe water some of the poppies around you too. So drink some water. (laughs) Drink water every day. (laughs) Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Don't need a thirsty bitch. Nobody likes a thirsty bitch, girl. So drink that water, poppy. 